Won't we put our hands together and just give a really great double feature welcome to Sam and Ryan Harrison. We're getting two microphones, so she doesn't hog it the whole time. So. You're like, how do I use this? So... Um, so, uh, first of all, Giselle, <laughs> you're amazing. I absolutely love seeing you. So, my beautiful friend Giselle here. Um, I got the words strong, fierce, and proud, but like a good proud. Like, you know whose you are. And, um, I don't know if you've seen the movie Captain Marvel or Marvel. Have you seen it? Okay. Well, my favorite part is when she is... Um, like captivated by her, not captivated, she's in captive by her supposed friends, okay? And they actually bind her with like this electric bound whip thing and they hold her down. So she's actually on her knees and her hands and everything are bound. And she sort of goes into like this trance. And in the trance, she's like with her, her friend, but it's like, it's actually the enemy. So anyway, um, she's... Like, in a, she's in a tearing down position, so they're trying to tear her down. They're trying to tell her what she's not. And she, um, she ended up going to Earth, like, just backtracking. She ends up going to Earth and finding out who she really is. She finds out about her past. And so she's, like, got all these questions. What's going on here? So anyway, as she's in that position, she's bound. She starts hearing who she actually is. And so she rises up, even bound, and, like, she gets stronger and stronger in the light. It just pierces the enemy, and she actually, like, her, her hair, her eyes, everything lights up. And obviously, that's the light of Jesus in you. So he's going to just bring some breakthrough in your life, and you're just going to be, like, strong, proud, and fierce, because you know who you are. Cool. Yeah. And also, Nathaniel, um, I just saw just that you were a man of the Spirit, and that the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon you, so Isaiah 61. And you're actually going to experience a manifestation of that as well. Like, I'm sure you have glimpses, but it's just going to increase and increase because you're a man of the spirit. Yeah, cool. That's on the mic right now. You see why I wanted to hold both of them? <laughs> now, I, I actually really love and just really want to honor my wife and just the way that she presses in to hear the voice of God. Like, it's, it, it's actually a delight in my heart. It's one of my favorite things when she starts to prophesy. Like, in whatever sphere we're in, like, whether it's at youth or here at church or just out in the supermarket. Um, like, I, I love and delight when she just declares God's truth to people and just to see the way that they are transformed. But I love it because when she does it, she's also transformed by doing it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's all good. Um, so we're pretty much just going to actually tell you our story. That's why we're sitting down because we're going to about uh, two and a half hours long. So you guys, all right? Like, no, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> or thirty minutes, either. Is either two and a half hours or thirty minutes? I can't remember our time frame. Um, no, but we're just going to tell our story, and really in this, it's just how we learnt 
to know God, to hear his voice. And just like the theme for this month has been how to just believe. And like I, I love the miraculous. I love the supernatural. I love like even some of you would have heard me talk about healing and stuff like that before. I love when there's things like that or, or like we hear about the amazing and miraculous things that Smith Wigglesworth did. But like we want to tell our story because we want you guys to see how simple it can be at times to just believe. Sometimes it's, it's a transition. Sometimes it's a provisional thing. But it's just the simplicity of life and just believing. And when we are telling our stories, when you hear something that you feel relates to you, just in your heart say yes. To say yes to what the Holy Spirit's pressing on your heart and say yes to what he's doing because when we say how we've had breakthrough, it's an invitation for you guys to have breakthrough. Okay? Cool? Yeah, so one of the scriptures that really carried us through um, the last, well, probably our most married life, 16 years, but especially in the last sort of 12 years, um, was the scripture, Jeremiah 6.16, and it's stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient path. Ask where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. So back in August 2010, uh, we had one child at that stage and she was a year and a half old. Um, we were in just our church that we grew up in and we were ready to sort of go buy a house and we'd gone for like um, pre-approved loan because like back then it was easy to sort of buy a house. <laughs> you could like almost zero deposit. Um, and... Anyway, we'd gone to like an upcoming leadership conference for our church. They sent me and Ryan off, and that was great. We got to meet some incredible like church leaders and of like the the association, the movement. And we got a prophetic word from one of the pastors there. So he, we jotted that down. It was incredible because we hadn't actually seen or heard of a lot of prophetic words. We'd seen like God move and stuff in our church was amazing. But prophetic words we hadn't really seen a lot of. So we really held on to this prophetic word. Anyway, um, we, we were kind of like in this juxtaposition now because we wanted to buy a house. But then we're like, are we supposed to go to like this Bible college that they're having over in Nelson? So our pastor gave us these forms in the mail, application form. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think we're supposed to go. Like, I think this is that. So I bought it before God, and I was like, are we supposed to go? And I just felt that the, the conviction of the Holy Spirit that we're supposed to go. Yeah, and, and for me, like, I'm looking at us buying a house, so I'm looking at having a home, having financial security. Uh, my dad my brother, they both renovated houses, and I used to do it as a job, and I'm like, this is me. Like, we actually have this opportunity. Literally, the last thing we were waiting for was an approved loan. Like, everything else had, had, had gone through. We had the house, everything. We just needed the, the bank to say yes. And so, like, we were that close, and then this opportunity comes up, and I'm just like, hmm, no, like, <laughs> we're going to buy a house. Um, and, and sometimes it's good to wait on the Lord and listen to wisdom around you. Um, so if, if you are married in this place, I, w I would recommend that you listen to the wisdom that's the closest to you. Um, and and so, so that was actually great, because I was the slow one on this train. Um, but, yeah, like, and I love God's timing, because in this... Uh, we, we finally came to the point where we were like, actually, yes, both of us were like, yes, let's go, let's do this. And within a couple of days, the bank rang and said, sweet, your loan's been approved. And I'm like, Whew. I was like, if they rang like two days sooner, there's no way I would have said yes. But God knew, and so God shifted our hearts because he knew the timing, which is always perfect in his will. 
Yeah, so um, like Ryan was saying, you know, seeking out counsel and wisdom as well. So we really, we rung like the pastor who gave us a prophetic word because he was like, here's my details, contact me if you ever need to chat. So we did and we had like long conversations. I remember we were at Ryan's parents' house and we were like on their phone in the bedroom like, should we come? Are you sure? Like, is that God, do you think that's what God wants? Like, are you sure? We were like, <laughs> it was our first sort of time of actually trusting in God and believing that we could hear his voice as well. And also the potential to fail, but that was okay because God directs our path. And, you know, either way, I think God would have just brought out the right outcome, either if we got a house or if we'd gone to Bible college. So I was going to say, yeah, on that, like, I really feel like what Paul was saying this morning with the Jesus doing a painting. And, like, sometimes we're like, I just want a tree. So for me, that tree was, was a house. So actually having a house, but God's like, just look at what I'm actually putting before you. I've got so much more. So I'm so glad we said yes to that. Yeah, one of the things that we really took from um, the pastor in, in Mochiweka was, um, and it was in the prophetic, was with a call, there's a cost. So whatever the outcome is, there's always going to be a cost. So that, that for us, that our season and that time was with a call, there's a cost. So the next sort of season... In Nelson, so now we're in Nelson, or Mochweka, but the Bible College was in Nelson. That sort of time of our life was like the prayer furnace. So we, all of a sudden, we learned what it meant to actually pray, and we would like go into the church um, and flick out the lights and blast the music with all the interns and students, and we would just pray, and it was epic. It was an epic time. Um, yeah, so we'd never really heard of the people that we'd met. We'd never heard of the tutors or anyone, so everything was new for us. And then we came across a guy called Kristen Williams, which some of you would probably know by now, I feel. Yeah, so... Um, yeah. So, yeah, so he gets up to speak, and so this is the first time I've ever met or heard of him, and Sam nudges me, and she's like, where he goes, we're going to follow. And I'm like, pretty sure he's running a Bible college, well-established. Pretty sure he's staying here. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. But it was that whole thing out of Deuteronomy that, like, fixing God's words in your heart and actually just holding that. And so that was just one thing we're like, oh, that was interesting. For me, I probably took it slightly lighter than she did, but she really kept that in her heart, that, that word that God said, which was one thing that kind of led us as we continued on. Um, so fast forward that, yeah, I mean, we were only there for a year. So fast forward that, they had like a seven-year journey. So Kristen and Tasha had a seven-year journey, like a prophetic journey of getting to Tauranga to plant a church. And um, so at the end of the year, we kind of, oh, he just gathered people that were kind of interested and wanted to come to the house and pray. And so we were like, well, back at the start of the year, remember that thing about follow where this guy goes. So we were like, well, we'll come along and see what God does. So um, also in the back of our mind, we kind of had the whole, the people who sent us here from our you know, family church that we grew up in were like probably hoping that we would come back and like pastor or lead or something. And here we are thinking, we're going to go to Tauranga. So like, oh, sorry guys. <laughs> so, so, so sometimes it's realizing that uh, obedience is better than sacrifice. So sometimes if God's saying to go somewhere, sometimes you've got that struggle because you're like, oh, I feel like we really need to, to do this or honor this or whatever it might be. But if it's what God's saying, it always takes priority over these things in your mind. Like, and so it's, it's learning to hear his voice, which I'm so glad we did. Yes, definitely. Um, and we would like meet with Kristen like, as like a you know, 
he was discipling us, so throughout the year we might catch up with him once in a while and go for a drive in his car, park up by the airport. <laughs> and, um, and we would just be talking and chatting about the things of God and like our hearts would be like burning within us. And it just reminded me of Luke 24, 32, where the disciples were walking along the road and they didn't know it was Jesus, but they, their hearts were burning within them. So there's something on the call of Kristen's life that it was burning within us. So although we didn't have the answers, we just knew that we were supposed to go. Um, so, you know, it's the whole standing at the crossroads and ask. And that's what we were doing in that time. We were just asking and it was believing, even though we couldn't really see or understand what was about to happen. So we moved to Tauranga. We found a job pretty quick. Um, well, Ryan found a job pretty quick. And this particular season in our life was about trust. And um, I've called it like the mind-renewing season. So, you know, we went from with a call, there's always a cost. So that, that was in fielding to Nelson. And Nelson it was, um, I forgot what it was now. Oh, just the prayer furnace. And... And Tauranga, it was a time of trust and renewing of the mind. So we had to believe that God would provide a house because we were renting. We didn't have a home yet. <laughs> and like we were used to paying like two to $300 a week for rent. That was kind of, you know, about the average price. And then Moots Tauranga was $650 a week. And like for us, it was like, ah. So we had to really trust God. And um, he was so faithful every step of the way, just it just the homes were beautiful that we lived in, and uh, like I was pregnant with our second child at that stage, and it was it was a very incredible time of provision, and it was kind of like at the eleventh hour too, <laughs> where God would like bring finance through. Yeah, and this was one thing that uh, I really learnt to to trust in God's provision, and um, <laughs> I actually learnt this from my wife, which is great um, because we. Uh, we were, as, as you can hear, our finances, uh, the, the outgoings went up, but the finances didn't go up much. <laughs> and so it was kind of like things were pretty pretty tight week to week. And um, we had our wedding anniversary coming up and my wife was just like, we're going to go away. And I'm kind of like looking over the next month thinking, oh, I don't know about that. Like looking pretty tight. Like, And she just had faith that God was a loving father and that he was going to provide. And, and it was just that simple for her. And I was like, Cool, cool. It's it's good. Like, <laughs> you go. Like, I can look at the bank account, but yeah. Um, and then it got to the the week before, and I'm like, we still haven't really got money to go away. And took the car for a warrant. Just like, oh, well, just another expense. Like, take it in, and it failed on a bunch of stuff. And so all of a sudden, we went from pretty much not having any money to now, oh, we kind of owe money, so we can just get a warrant of fitness for our car, so we're not driving around illegally. And I'm just going. Hey, honey, like, I, I love your faith, but, like, this is the reality that's before us. But I was looking with these eyes, and, th- and that was my problem, is, is I was looking with my eyes, and I was looking at my bank account, and that was determining my outcome. But my wife was looking at her father and his resources, because he provides from his resources, not ours. And, and so she had faith for that, and we show up to church the, the Sunday before it was going to be our wedding anniversary, and uh, someone pull, pulled up from church, and they're like, oh, hey, I'll catch you after the service. I was like, okay, cool. And they, and they just walked up to, to us with an envelope. They're like, someone gave this to me, and they didn't want to know who it was. And, and, and so there's just an anonymous gift for you guys. And it's like, okay. And yeah, but they gave me the envelope, and I was like, babe, you should open this. <laughs> and I'm like, she already knew what it was. And I open it, and 
it, it was quite a lot of cash. It was enough to, to pay our bills. It was enough to pay for our one and rego. It was enough to pay for a hotel and for dinner and for us to go out for our wedding anniversary and still have money left over. Yeah. Because it was, it was out of his abundant provision, not our own. And, and that was a huge lesson for me to go, huh, okay, faith, cool. I will now partner my faith when we're looking at something before us like she was doing all along. So, yeah, yeah so that, that whole season was an incredible time of just trusting and believing even though we couldn't see it with our natural eyes. And it was kind of like a mind surgery for me. Like I had to adjust my mind to the kingdom of God. I think we both kind of did in that time. And, um, you know, set our minds on things above. And um, we just learned so much about God's beautiful provision in that time. Uh, we were exposed to the prophetic in amazing ways as well. Like, I mean, we saw a glimpse of it in the previous city. And then we moved and it was like, you know, the prophetic just went, it was, yeah, it was really amazing. Um, and so we were there for like three years, I think. And then 2014 rolled around and we were going back to fielding to visit family. And we're come, driving down the hill and overlooking Fieldy and I was like, oh, I think, we're, I think we're moving back here. Like it was kind of like a, I think we're moving back here, kind of comment. And um, it was more like a still small voice. It wasn't like a, you're moving back. And Elijah experiences this in First Kings 19. Um, and it's that still small voice, but he's telling Elijah where to go. So for me, it was like, I never, ever wanted to move back home, like, ever. I'm like, we're out of here. As soon as, like, Nelson opportunity came, I'm like, yes, we're going and never coming back. So it's a bit of a shock for Ryan to hear that. Yeah. And, and so for me, th that was one of the biggest miracles in that season was that God changed my wife's mind on something. Um, but, like, <laughs> honestly, she, she was, like, kind of almost fierce about it. She's like, now that we've gone out of fielding, we are never going back there. Like, she was, like, set on it. And I'm like, man, if she was set on God providing and she's set on this, it's probably going to happen. Um, but that, that, to me, just showed an incredible thing because uh, as it talks about in Psalms, that God will give you the desires of your heart. I've always seen that uh, as being a twofold thing, that when there's something that you desire in your heart that's after God's heart, he will give that to you. But I also see that, on the other hand, actually God will sometimes actually drop desires into your heart, something that you might not have desired before, and he will actually give you that. And that's exactly what he did with Sam. He dropped a desire into her heart, which was the complete opposite of what she wanted. And so when we actually walk in that revelation that, what we think we want, what we think we know, when we realize that his plans are higher than our plans and his ways are higher than our ways, we walk in the revelation of actually that's what he's desiring. And so it actually changed her heart and her mind. And so she was desiring this now. It wasn't just a, oh, I feel like God said we should go there, so now we have to. It's actually she wanted to. And, and I was just like, man, I love this and I love seeing God move. So yeah, let's, let's pray about this and let's see what he's going to do. At the time, it didn't feel that awesome. Like, he's describing it now, so it was amazing. <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> it was hard. But, yeah, you're incredible. Just he's, he's a great teacher, this guy. So, at the time, he didn't feel that we were supposed to go to fielding. Um, he was like, things are pretty good. Like, we're in a good place. We're at a great church. So, you know, I was like, oh, okay. So, we kind of, we didn't tell people. We just kind of held it in our heart. And we were like, okay, God, what are you doing? Which meant that we could go on a prophetic journey. Like, so within the church, they would do sort of, before the night service, they would do 
prophetic circle. So there might, because they actually did like a prophetic ministry type thing um, or a school of the prophets or whatever it was. So they had people who were trained in the prophetic and they would set up prophetic circles um, before night church. And you could go along there and not tell, you know, the people what it is that you're wanting God to say and they would prophesy over you. And so that's what was happening and they were, you know, coming up with these prophetic words. None of them were like specific about moving to a specific location but it was definitely about God doing stuff and changes coming and you know we're like oh yeah we know what that's for and then um one of the 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 guys who actually led the prophetic teams he was well-known prophet he said to us June July he's like that's all he got he's like just watch see what God's going to do June July that's all I get so we were like okay so we held that in our heart and again we didn't really tell people what we were doing so we were just journeying and trusting and believing that God was going to speak to us. Yeah. Yeah, and and thanks for her reminding me that yeah, I was actually still opposed to it. So that's a second transition. Then I was like, nah, we're not going to do this. And she's like, yeah, yeah, we're going. Um, but I, I remember because I was doing spray painting at the time, and I remember standing at my bench at work, uh, sanding, and I was just like, had the the radio, it's just a secular radio playing in the background, and and I'm standing there. For this, random music playing and I'm just like God what are you doing like are we staying here in Tauranga or are we going to Fielding like I need to know and from behind me I hear go to Fielding like that like go to Fielding that loud from behind me and I'm like what and I like turn around Jesus um it was actually the radio station and and here's God's sense of humor it was the rock (laughs) The rock speaking to me, like, <laughs> your great imagery. Um, and I'm like, what was that? And I'm like, what? And then all this, I listen to it, and it's like, this weekend on in Fielding, uh, at Manfield, they got the Fast Fours racing, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what? But, like, clear as day, they said, go to Fielding, like, as I'm asking him. And so then I'm listening to this radio station. I'm like, I want to hear this ad again. That was great. <laughs> like, and I listen again, and it was actually a live ad that they were saying. And so next time I come around, they're like, oh, this weekend on in Fielding, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, it was that one time and that one point where I asked, and I'm like, man, if God can speak through a donkey, I'm pretty sure he can speak through a radio station. <laughs> so I was like, that's it. I'm sold. Like, let's go to Fielding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we didn't quite know what that was going to look like next. Um, and in 2015, our landlord said that he wanted to sell his house. So, and our tenancy ran out in June, July. So, we're like, <laughs> so God kind of had prepared the way. He was like, that's it. I mean, God just made it happen. There was nothing we could do about it. <laughs> so, we had to move out. <laughs> so, we knew exactly what was happening as far as moving, and that was it, leaving. Um, so, the next sort of season is now we're back home. We're back in fielding. And I was like, yep, we're going to start something new. We're going to, like, pioneer something. We're going to you know, see what God's going to do. And I was ready for this. And this season, I called the heart transplant season. (laughs) Um, So we, you know, we were kind of sad that we've kind of left that, you know, the prophetic nature and everything. No, we didn't really leave it behind. But, you know, we were like an incubator up there. So, you know, we we had to grow up and move back home. Um, So Hebrews 11.1 we had hope for what was to come. You know, our hearts were ready. 
and we thought we'd be, yeah, like I said before, starting something new, pioneering something new. Um, we even looked at buildings. I, I even dreamed of a specific building and I like wrote down every single detail of this building and I knew exactly where it was in field and I'm like, that's where our church is going to be. Um, that's going to be a cafe down there and it's going to be a pre-house up there and we're, we're going to do this. And I even like met with like property agents and like went up into this building. I was like, oh yeah, this is good. The office can go over there. And I was like, we're doing this. <laughs> God is like Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Um, so then we went back to our home church and yeah, that was, it was hard because um, I don't know. It was hard. I thought it was them. I thought they all had the problem, turned out I did. And God revealed that to me through a dream of having, um, I didn't even know what this word was, I actually had to Google it in the dream. This um, lady from Mochereka, who was in my dream, beautiful lady, she said to me in the dream, you have a quadriplegic heart. Some of they aware. So and I woke up and Googled what does quadriplegic mean? And basically it's, you know, it's, numb all over like you can't use it it's not functional so obviously straight away I'm thinking of this scripture about having a heart of flesh instead of a heart of stone and I was like <laughs> um, so there was a lot of uh, surgery work that happened back at home and in our home church and I think there still is as well because there's like you know four chambers of the heart which is kind of interesting because it's quadriplegic anyway um, so yeah he warned he warned me in that dream to get your heart sorted first. And so we didn't start anything. Even though I had dreams about, you know, this particular building, we didn't start anything there. But we definitely learned a lot. So, like, fast forward four years, uh, we thought we were going to be pastoring. Again, we kind of went full circle. And we're like, yeah, I think we're supposed to be pastoring. And so uh, we were seeking wisdom and counsel, and we, like, spoke to amazing people. And we were, again, we were at standing at the crossroads. We were asking where the good way is. We were asking for the ancient path and we started to walk toward it. Yeah, and um, in that time, the, the big thing for me, like she, she says it in a couple of minutes, but this was like a year or two of her journeying this heart transplant. Um, so like it's it's one of those things that it's, it's way easier to say than it is to walk through. And uh, even as, as a husband that's standing next to my wife that loves her, that wants to see God move in her life like I loved the fact that God was doing something but hated the fact of the pain she was going through to get there like and so it, it was a hard season for both of us in a way um, but like for me that in in that time which was kind of a real dry season for both of us um, we'd been in atmospheres that were just really charged and full-on for God like this place um, but this season was really dry and really hard for us but that was the place where God really started to speak to me about healing and actually to realize that God is our healer, that we can actually pursue healing, that we can pray for healing, we can see God move. And so I started to pray for people just as I was traveling for work. I just would stop somewhere and go start a conversation and pray for someone and pray for a whole heap of people and nothing happens. And it's like, cool, that's fun. Um, but then God starts showing up. Like when, when we're faithful to pursue what God puts in our heart, he will be faithful. Like it's not... He might be faithful. It's he will be. When is the only question? It's, it's not, not a question of if, it's when. And so when we pursue him and his faithfulness, we, we will see change. We will see things happen. Um, 
and that's also in that time of fielding was before we even thought about coming here, before we thought about all of this, um, we, we knew about Seth just because he was connected with the church up in Tauranga and Kristen, and Sam had watched a video, and she'd, she'd said, oh, hey, honey, you've got to watch this video. And it was, it's funny this time we're in now, because this video was Seth and Georgie and Banoff standing in front of the town hall talking about the revival that we've been talking about this month. Um, and in speaking about that revival, they're like, oh, a couple of words of knowledge, and they just rattled off a couple of words. Oh, if you've got any of these conditions, just put your hand on that. God's going to heal you. One thing was a right knee that someone had a problem with. I had bursitis for quite a number of years, so it looked like I had two kneecaps. It just felt like stabbing pins when I'd ever go on my knees. It wasn't fun. And when you're a tradie that's got to go on your knees all the time, it's like, oh, how do I navigate this? Doctors said, just don't go on your knees. There's no cure for it. I'm like, cool. Um, but watching this video... I'm listening to him, and I'm like, okay, I'll just partner my faith with that. And instantly my knee was healed, the lump was gone, and years since, years been, now ne- no problems with my knees. I actually purposely sometimes go kneel down on the concrete just to really test it out every now and then. Still fine. So <laughs> I don't know if that's wisdom, but I'm like, hey, I, I know it's healed. <laughs> um, so this sort of next season I've called the faith season, um, Hebrews 11.1, 1, and it's faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And we often just quote that first one. But the second verse is, this is what the ancients were commended for. And if we look at the Jeremiah 6.16, stand at the crossroad, ask where the good way is, is ask for the ancient path. And this is what the ancients were commended for, was faith. So... We're in a season of faith. So 2019, it was our wedding anniversary, and we came to visit Lower Hutt, and then we thought, let's go along to Hope Centre. So we did. And we got introduced to Paul and Jody um, via Seth, and we didn't even know at that stage that these guys were going to be the next leaders of Hope Centre. Um, they gave us their number and told us to keep in contact with them, which was amazing because we didn't really talk about our journey with other people about the potential to pastor a church and fielding, or we were kind of like, we don't know. And we were able to just kind of talk to these guys about it and because they were like outside of our sphere of what was happening. And it was amazing, just a relief to be like, eh. And they kind of were like, Talk to us if you need to. So they gave us their number. And um, we we just, again, it was that whole believe, just standing at the crossroads. Again, we're standing at the crossroads. And we're asking where the good way is. We're asking for the ancient path. Um, yeah. yeah, and because c- it was a really weird season for us because we felt like we were stepping towards pastoring this church. But it was kind of kept really hush-hush. And so it was like we didn't have anyone to talk to because the only people in our circle were people at the church. And so it was such a weird and unusual season. Um, and so you're meeting these guys. Like, I really just want to honor who you guys are because, like, in, in that season, I could really relate to First Corinthians 4.15 where it says there's many counselors but not many fathers. And, and who you guys are... Uh, Paul and Jody, and what you guys carry, you are a mother and a father to to this house and to this region. And we we were in, in a season of walking with leadership, and we'd been walking with them for years. And in one conversation with these guys, we felt more connected with them than we did with the leaders at our previous season. And we're like, what is it that is on these guys' life? Yeah. That means it's yeah. 
I'm just going to go to minor 10, grab a concrete pill. Uh, no, but honestly, like, unless you've been through seasons where you've found it difficult and not had mothers and fathers to walk with you, you don't know how to appreciate who they are. And so if, if you have not been in another environment uh, that hasn't had mothers and fathers, I would tell you, if you're in this environment, you need to honour and appreciate who these guys are and what they carry, because it is so incredible who they are to this place. Yeah. I think we should just finish there. <laughs> yeah, ditto what he said. <laughs> so, yeah. So, back in fielding, our landlord, again, has basically um, kicked us out of our house. There was no specific reason. And, again, it was just God making things uncomfortable. And um, Sometimes you'd like it if he made transitions a lot easier. But it's like, hey, you're getting kicked out of your house. It's like... We didn't do anything wrong. Is this even legal? <laughs> like, <laughs> but it was, yeah, like Sam said, it was God giving us that nudge we needed because sometimes we can be procrastinators. So. Yeah, and God warned us in dreams again. You know, so we had to just partner our faith with God and go, okay, he can speak through dreams. We know that. We've seen it. It's evident in the Bible. It's evident still today. So, And these were kind of like warning dreams. But at first we thought, no, it's the enemy. Um, but turns out it was actually God. Um, yeah. So don't rebuke like dreams too fast. Like actually weigh and measure it before yeah, yeah. and before you start rebuking it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So God, He made a way for us, and He prepared the road for us to get to Lower Hutt. Um, it was kind. Of, it felt a little bit left field, but it felt so natural and at peace. We were at peace about it, and it was such a humbling experience as well because God just made everything happen. So we literally were driving in the moving truck here with no job, no house, no school. <laughs> and most most people and, might see that as very unwise. Kids. And four <laughs> kids, yes. Um, most people see that as unwise and probably slightly foolish. Um, and we didn't see things in the in the natural realm, but we just had this incredible peace. And you know, we were at the crossroads and we were asking for the ancient past. We were asking where the good way was. And it says to walk in it. It doesn't say, wait there until God says, go. You know, he doesn't have a lollipop sign. We actually just have to walk. And he's so faithful to direct our steps. And that's what we did. And even though, you know, we couldn't see with our natural eyes, we were having faith not in what we saw but in what we didn't see. And we have confidence and assurance in what we hope for and we are believing that. Same thing for everybody here. God does and will speak to you for many different areas in your life. We just need to believe and trust. Trust in his leading and asking him as those from ancient did, just like the song sung this morning. You are the same God. You were a healer then. You are a healer now. You were a provider then. You are a provider now. We believe in his leading for your life. Yeah, and just uh, one other thing just that I've found in this season is just realizing who God is as, or who Jesus is as the Prince of Peace and that wherever we go, we can walk in that. Um, and even at, at my work, like it's something that 
uh, I've really come to, to see, like, so I'm a kitchen cabinet maker, make kitchens for a living. Um, but in that place, I find the thing that, that I do naturally is, is not so much making kitchens, but bring, like, like resolve conflicts and issues and anger and frustrations. Um, and that's just something I do naturally because the Prince of Peace walks with me. And it's something that, uh, like, the owners of the company seen and recognized. And so, like, after quite a short amount of time, someone that's actually, I'm not even qualified for being a cabinet maker, I just have some experience. So I've got no qualifications, but I've been made foreman there at, at work because the Prince of Peace walks with me. So I've, I've the favor of God. And it's, it's actually hilarious. Um, our, our youngest, who, who's four, she, she often asks me, what do I do for work? And so I've told her all sorts of different stories about what I do at work or different things that have happened at work, which is, is super cute, my four-year-old sitting there wanting to know about my day. Um, but just a couple of nights ago, she said, oh, Dad, uh, what did you do at work this week? And I, was, and I was just about to say, oh, what I did. And she's like, oh, um, you help people to calm down at work, eh? <laughs> it's like, that's the thing she remembered, not I make kitchens. I help people to calm down at work. Like, and, and so through all of this, it's just realizing and like believing he is who he said he is. He, he is the Prince of Peace that walks with us. He is our provider. He will be the good shepherd that will speak. And as his children, we will know his voice. He's, he's a loving father that pours out love to us and brings uh, circumstances in our life. Sometimes he actually brings people and circumstances in our life to reveal what's actually not right in us. And that's the hardest thing. Um, but it's actually his love that does that because he wants to see us all free. He wants to see us set free from the things that hold us back, and he wants to see us just simply believe he is who he says he is. Yeah, so we're just going to stand, and then we're just going to pray for you guys. And as you're standing, we're just wanting you to partner your faith with, with us. You know, like um, this may seem like a simple kind of life transition, life season that we've been through. Um, but God was faithful in every step of the way. He just proved himself faithful. And also I'm wanting to um, just like declare over you guys that you can hear God in every form of medium, like a radio station. <laughs> um, or sometimes, what's that? Or dreams. dreams. Yeah, dreams. Or sometimes it's symbols or numbers. Or like I would be driving, like before we moved here, uh, 111 or 1122. Or, and I'll be driving and I'll see a number plate and it's, you know, EUS 111. And, you know, you'd just, I would see these symbols everywhere. And it was like God just grabbing my attention and going, look, what's happening? And uh, then we moved here and I didn't really see them that much. So I've heard that, like, these kind of numbers and symbols, when it's like um, the same, it's like transition. It's a life. It's things happening in your life that's transitioning, and it's good because his his promises are yes and amen. He's good and he's faithful and he has everything that you need. And so we're just gonna just pray of you guys. And if you want prayer as well, we want to pray for you. Just that God would just open your eyes. He would open your heart and that you would just stand and believe and partner in faith. Yeah, if there's anything that we've said tonight that really just stirred something in you, or you just felt the presence of God or the heat of the Spirit on you in some way, that's Him just inviting you to come forward, uh, just to step closer to Him and to be set free of what you might be holding you back. So, Lord, we thank you for this evening. 
And we thank you that you're here and we thank you that you were so gracious to use mine and my wife's words just to minister your truth, just to declare who you are, to declare you are a loving father who loves his children, who provides for his children, who brings healing, who brings restoration to our hearts and to our minds. And I thank you that you will always guide us along the way, that, Lord, you are faithful to speak and that your word declares that your children, that they hear your voice, that you are the good shepherd and your sheep hear your voice. So, Lord, we stand here today and we declare that what we have said about our lives and being able to hear you and walk in your ways, your ancient paths that were set before us, the ways of trusting you and knowing you and simply believing, we declare that over everyone here tonight. Lord, that they would know that they can hear your voice, that they would know that you are their healer, they would know that you are their provider. Yeah, I just, um, I just, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, just put in your, your hands on your eyes or your hands on your heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. We just make room for you. Holy Spirit, we make room for you. And we ask right now, I'm asking right now and I'm believing right now that, that all of us here would have eyes to see, ears to hear and a, and a mind to know and understand. Open up our hearts to receive exactly what you are telling us. Holy Spirit, we just declare wisdom to come now. Open our eyes, open our ears, and open our hearts to know and understand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We make room for you. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, man, that's just keep your heart just locked into God. There's just the story of the Lord being a shepherd, eh? just guiding, leading. And um, you know how the Bible says in Hebrews 11, how Abraham in faith went out to a land that he didn't know. Uh, and this, that's really been their story. And we just honor Sam and Ryan for sharing those nuggets of those things. And I just sense like tonight there's grace for people in two particular areas. If you, if you relate to being at the crossroad, in terms of maybe life's crossroad right now, where there's some key decisions, I feel like they're carrying a real grace uh, for that. And Or if you feel like the path ahead is either foggy or fuzzy, in terms of, you know, you know, you know you're walking with the Lord, but just, it's, it's foggy and fuzzy, I reckon come forward and let these guys pray for you, because they're carrying a grace tonight of those who are at a, at a crossroad or those that are foggy, and fuzzy in terms of you're walking the road, but it's just like you can't see a long way ahead. And so, Holy Spirit, we just honor what you've been doing tonight. And we also thank you for what you've done in their lives. And we just release, God, that, that shepherding grace from your Spirit, Lord, over our lives in terms of the key decisions, those pivotal moments, Lord. And we just release that in Jesus' name.